Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting the ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is uh, April 27th, 2021. I got it right. Wow. Check it out. Uh, this is the what annual podcast? Uh, at this Observer? point, yeah, I, th- I think so. <laughs> I'm actually pulling it up now to see when the last time we posted one was. Uh, isn't it had to be a month? Yeah, yeah. Before my birthday, yeah, it was before my birthday. My birthday was March 16th. That was the last podcast, Ralph. Mm. We've had a busy month. It's been very busy. It's been crazy. Yeah. I almost want football season to come back because then everybody knows to leave me alone. yes i want football season to come back because it's what gives me life (laughs) i know telling you well uh you know we've got a lot to talk about here mainly because we've got a month's worth of stuff built up we're not going to cover everything of course Uh, we have been going through our notes and i spent a good half hour trying to organize my notes and i was like let's just wing it so we're going to miss a lot of stuff, but we're going to try to get to all the important We're going to have a quality show for you here well, today. We, we always do. We bring it. We bring it. Ah. All right. Uh, what do you got to talk about, Molly? There's a lot going on. We've got the draft coming up Thursday. I think we should save that for the last five minutes because, of course, we don't watch college football, so no, absolutely nothing no. about the draft. So... Uh, don't even really particularly care about it, but it's football, so here we are. So I say we save that for last and just kind of go through some news. I want to start off on a depressing note. Uh, The, I know, uh, Gino Hayes, who was former linebacker for the Buccaneers, died of liver disease. Yeah, that was tough, man. He was 32, 30? 33. 33. Hmm. He was a member of the Buccaneers when I first became a fan. Mm -hmm. I think we drafted him in 2008 or he he came to us in 2008. So uh, he was kind of on that inaugural team and um, very sad. It is sad. I hate to hear it, man. (sighs) Tough stuff. Uh Let's see, Rob Gronkowski and Teddy Bruschi were honorary head coaches for the University of Arizona spring game. But before the game, Gronk set a world record by catching the highest altitude football. It, it was it was actually kind of cool, but kind of silly at the same time. They had a helicopter. It was 600. Did you see it? No. They had a helicopter. It was 600 feet above the stadium, and they dropped a football from the helicopter. Now that it... Landed in the stadium was quite impressive, but it took him three tries to catch it. But on the third attempt, they only had three footballs, I think. On the third attempt, he caught it. But it it set a world record. So there you go. That's Gronk for you. Intr- I know. He's always doing that kind of goofy <laughs> athletic stuff. stuff. Yeah. Like the WWE stuff that he did. I mean, he's done all kinds of crap. That's just It is amazing to me how there's a large segment of the NFL population that just loves WWE. Well, I think it's just the sports world. I think they recognize that how much those guys put into it. The wrestling guys, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we all know it's fake. But there's I've seen a lot of injuries mm-hmm. in in, a, in the wrestling world. I mean, those guys are doing some serious 
tough stuff. So well, and look at their physiques. I mean, they've got to oh, yeah. be putting in hours at the gym every day and probably consume 10,000 calories a day. And and I don't know how it is now, but I know back in the day, those guys didn't get paid crap. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not getting paid like professional athletes get paid. I mean, mm-hmm. I think some of the bigger superstars might have, you know, like the uh, the Rock and stuff like that. But you know, they they're they're very they have to do a lot of work. They do a lot of touring. They do shows, you know, back to back. So well, I, th- I think athletes respect that. And plus, it's fun because it's like theater. It's like sports theater. <laughs> it's a drama. It's um well, it's like the NFL where they, you know, they put in years of doing it for free, you know, through high school and college, mm, and just yeah. to make a chance at the NFL draft. There's very few that make it to that top tier, get their mm. contract, and all that. So, yeah, because you've got, I mean, there's wrestling leagues all over the country, and you know, there's guys that do this stuff. There's probably guys that pay money to get to be able to go in the oh, ring yeah. and throw each other around. Yeah. You know, they practice this stuff in their backyard, off their rooftops. <laughs> so, Trampolines. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like the, the the sports world in the sense that there's a huge swath of unpaid interns basically that they uh, I, don't, I don't even know what is the big wrestle is it WWF WW it used to be WWE and then they had the Right. So yeah, it just goes to show how out of date I am with everything. I don't know. I don't remember. It was big for a while when I was like in late elementary school, early middle school. I grew up watching it. Uh, Andre the Giant. Uh, My dad met him in an elevator. Good Lord. I would not be in an elevator with him. I know. Man, talk about Roddy Piper, uh, Hulk Hogan. Those are the ones I, when I was growing up. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of, it was a little bit different. Not quite as big, but I, I stayed into it until the, the late '90s. Goldberg and all those mm-hmm. guys, you mm-hmm. know, Steve Austin. That stuff was fun. It's just fun, you know. It's guys. It's guys' version of soap operas. That's all it is. The Good male point. version of soap operas. All right, are we going to talk about wrestling all day? Are we here for football? This is now the wrestling <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I think also like people are looking for stuff to do on the off season. So WWE or I don't whatever think there's an off season now. with exactly. Wrestling. That's what I'm saying. The football off season. Uh, so yeah. you said there's a lot of overlap. Yeah, that's a that's the only time I get stuff done is there when there's no football. I know. I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, we've been so productive the past few months ever since the Super Bowl, really. Well, everything that we wanted to do during the season, we put off until the end of it. So now mm-hmm. it's just we're like banging stuff out. We're back on the horse yeah. now, though. So y'all are going to get sick of us. I know. Hopefully. I'm hoping that they'll have open practices this season and we can go down there. Our daughter found uh, Winter the Dolphin discovered. And she is apparently at the... Um, well, Clearwater. according to the Dolphin Tail movie that we watched, which was made in 2011, she was in Clearwater. So I'm like, oh my gosh, we could go see Winter the Dolphin before it dies. And then, because it's super old. Yeah, it's how like long do dolphins then. live? Is it even still living? I don't know yeah. if it's still there, living. There's You're apparently sure? another one. I think it's Winter and Sunshine. They're both. But how long did it come out? Oh, there's another dolphin. Yeah. Not yeah. a movie. I thought you were saying there was yeah, another movie. Yeah, with... Uh, down there in Clearwater, the Queer, Clearwater okay. Aquarium, I think is the name of it. I so mean, anyhow, she wants to go. Daughter wants to go. So we're like, okay, we'll just do a package deal and practice. kill two birds with one stone. I know. Well, but I don't know if they're going to have open practice. You know, the NFL is 
the players don't want off-season stuff. Anything. Well, they don't want... I mean, there's all this voluntary stuff up until I think about July. Yeah, that none of them want to do. And, you know, I'm of two minds about it. On the one hand, it's a little annoying to me because here it is a year after the pandemic. uh, We are in a better place now than we were. Mm -hmm. You know, people are getting vaccinated. You know, players with the health care that they have, they're probably already vaccinated if they want it mm-hmm. um, or, you know, next in line. And so to me, it's a little ridiculous that they're making this big hullabaloo mm-hmm. now. Yeah. It, to me, it just seems like they don't want to do it. And right. so they're uh, using that as yeah. an excuse. Wait, you're seeing that all across the country. People using uh, the, the pandemic stuff yeah. as a leverage point to you know, get business stuff. And stuff. Oh, hell yeah. I don't want to go back to my job. I've been working right. remote for a year and I'm yeah. like, nah, yeah. I'm remote now. I don't. Right. You're, yeah. You're um, just like the players. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. We don't really want to come in. Okay. Work. Listen, let's not go that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but the, the NFL and the Players Association did agree on, uh, you know, some more COVID-19 protocols. Right, like they're keeping people away if they're just choosing, like the staff, they Mm -hmm. won't let you interact with players if you're not vaccinated. Well, here's the thing, and this is why it's completely performative. If you have a medical reason or religious exemption, Mm -hmm. you don't have these restrictions on you. So you can go unvaccinated and still have access to the players. So completely performative. The regulation does nothing to keep... if players are really concerned about their own safety, they wouldn't want to be around those people either. Right. Yeah. If you're serious about vaccinating people so to you know, stop spreading a deadly disease or anything, you are not going to give anybody exemptions. <laughs> you know, unless it's going to kill them, maybe. But yeah. you know, a religious, religious exemption, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. If you're going to you know, tamp down on everybody's freedom, then you have to do the religious aspect too. I don't know. Right. It's all beyond me. I'm just here. I know. There's probably some uh, legal reasons they have to do that but but yeah all the players have an option to be vaccinated but the staff doesn't you can't yeah. you can't operate with the nfl if you're not you know the coaches and the assistants and all that they have to get vaccinated in order to uh interact with it, anybody why doesn't it work both ways why isn't it why aren't they protecting the staff they're not protecting the staff from unvaccinated people they're yeah. protecting the players but not the staff right um, well, it's the whole essential, you know, yeah. we've categorized everybody in civilization as essential and non-essential. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I do think it's a little over the top for the players to be kind of making these demands. Mm. Uh, but on the other hand, now, if we had finished the season seven and nine, I'd be pissed because the Buccaneers players jumped on this bandwagon as well. I think they were like the third team to say we're not mm-hmm. participating in voluntary stuff. So if we had finished the season seven of seven and nine, that would have pissed me off. Uh, we finished 11 and five and won a Super Bowl. So I just don't give a shit. <laughs> like, like they made it work last year. In yeah. worse circumstances, right. like completely new, te- well, not completely new team, but, you know, Tom Brady, uh, Gronk, all that stuff. 
and still managed to win the Super Bowl. So I'm like, yeah, you yeah. do whatever you want. I just don't care. Not a whole lot you can do to this team to hurt it. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, oh, this is one thing we didn't talk about. We brought back all 22 starters. We didn't talk about that? We did not last oh time because it hadn't happened. Uh, we hadn't signed Sue yet. Uh, I think there were quite a few others we hadn't signed. I should go to the bottom of my list. Yeah. Well, I'm going surprised on. we didn't talk about that. Well, it, like it you said, it hadn't happened yet. God, it's yeah. been that long. Yeah, yes. th- that, it's incredible, man. I, the two things about that. One, Light did a great job, Jason Light. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, it's that's it's it's never happened. I think uh, it, the Steelers back in the seventies was the last time that the uh, Super Bowl team brought back all starters the next year. And guess what happened back then? They went on to win the Super Bowl. So the two, it, it, it's, it's fantastic work by Light and the crew. Uh, Greenberg, is that his name? Mike Greenberg? Yeah. The cap guy. I mean, they just did amazing stuff, amazing stuff. Get, uh, applaud these guys. Can't nobody talk bad about this, you know, the front office for the, uh, at least the next five years. Can't I know. do it. I know. They could draft all kickers in this draft, <laughs> and I'd be like, that's fine. Like, it's cool. You can never have enough kicker. It's a kicker yeah. year. It's a kicker year. Uh, and two, it really shows me the state of the league because – as Shaq Barrett said, nobody matched the Bucks' offer. Really? Yes, and this is Shaq Barrett we're talking about. I was I was certain he was gone because I thought teams were just going to uh, just vulture our, as many players as they could from our team. I know, because that's Barrett, normally what happened. Yeah, right. And this year, it didn't happen. I think teams are really... But I, was that also a product of the salary cap issues? It, no. I mean, Jacksonville could have used him, yeah. you know, and they had, hell, they could have paid him $100 million this year. <laughs> Still had plenty of money to sign the rest of their team. Hmm. Uh, it, it, it was very strange to me. I feel like, you know, Tampa Bay was under the radar last year. I mean, it was Tom Brady. Everybody talked about Tom Brady. Uh, but, you know, the the coaching and the, the way everybody plays on our team was under the radar. You know, everything was Tom Brady and Gronkowski, mm-hmm. you know, the celebrity status stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even with Tom Brady, they don't talk about what makes Tom Brady great, you know. Uh, they Nobody just, knows. Nobody can put their finger on it, I, I think. Know, yeah, it, 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 it's a very elusive thing, but I, I really think it's just a matter of he's, he's perfected the fundamentals. He plays to not make mistakes, you know, and he does everything as, as – perfect as he can mm-hmm. and we have gotten away from that in football you know Patrick Mahomes is a perfect example the guy doesn't do anything right you know he never throws the ball with his feet planted in the ground he never throws the ball the same way you know he's you know he's he's a uh, spectacular you know he's, he's always doing these uh highlight plays and that's what the NFL has turned into you know we saw it years ago when you know when they've switched to the Given the offense a huge advantage because they won all the scores and the touchdowns and all that good stuff, and also because of fantasy football, teams have gotten into that mindset where they want dynamic players. You know, we don't have dynamic players. I mean, Mike Evans, he's not dynamic. You know, he's just very consistent at catching the ball in traffic. Uh, Chris Godwin, he's not dynamic. He's 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 got great hands. Well, he did, except for in the playoffs. But, you know, I mean, he's not 
you know, getting the ball and, you know, making 50 spin moves or, you know, blazing down the field and leaving everybody behind and all this stuff. You know, none of our play, even Shaq Barrett is not a dynamic player. He's just very fundamental and he's got a toolkit that you just can't beat. You know, if you beat him, if you can, if you contain Shaq Barrett with your technique, eventually he's going to find something that beats your technique. You know, and same thing with Dom Kong Su. He's not dynamic. He's just a big dude that, you know, it's, you know, he's got, what is it, about 15 feet in circumference. <laughs> that's his. Yeah. You know, that's his 15 feet. If you get it 15 feet within him, he's most likely going to tackle you. Um, I, you know, we just don't, you know, we've got uh, uh, 45, Devin White. He's mm-hmm. a little dynamic. Uh, we've got, but but we don't have the Patrick Mahomes is the, uh, who are the dynamic people in the league? Uh, <laughs> I know. Run off. I'm, I'm bringing so, all this up, but yeah, it just seems like everybody's dynamic. Half the people on the Kansas City Chiefs are dynamic players. You know, they're they're, you know, they, they splash plays, and it seems like the league. That's what everybody's looking for, and they just kind of look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they go, eh. There's no really splash players on that team. You know, Jerry McCoy was a splash player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've gotten away from that. We, we're very much more into fundamental players. And I think the, the league doesn't like that. Yeah, yeah. technicians. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Technicians. And the league doesn't like that. They've, they've moved away from that. They want these dynamic players. So they didn't pick our team apart. Because to them, you know, a lot of the coaches are, you know, within the past 10, 20 years, and they've got that mindset of, you know, I want the dynamic players. You know, I want the guys that can run down the field fast and catch the crazy balls. I want the quarterback that can scramble out of the pocket and pick up 30 yards. I mean, Belichick. Belichick re-signed Cam Newton. I'm sorry. The question is over as to who was the reason why New England was as dominant as it was. It's beyond a shadow of a doubt. It was Tom Brady. Shocks the mess out of me. I thought it was what, 60-40 Belichick? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, when he, because he's a general manager, he makes personnel decisions. And mm-hmm. when he, he he got Cam Newton last year, I went, whoa, that's bad. That was a really bad decision. And, you know, I was thought maybe there was something he was trying to do or whatever. But you look at his team, how it played last year, the players, how they performed, the, all the guys that sat out because mm-hmm. of uh, – the pandemic and, you know, signing Cam Newton and then re-signs him this year. Mm-hmm. After on. go, I mean, what was their record last year? I don't remember. It was their, they had a losing record. Yeah. First one they've had since Tom Brady's been there in 20, 20 years. years. So, you know, it was Belichick was even looking for a dynamic player, it appears, you know, Cam Newton. And, you know, it's just. I think that the you know NFL has gone that way, and one of the reasons why we are so dominant is because we're very technical, and you know they're just not wanting that. So that's one of the reasons why we were able to keep everybody because teams aren't looking for that. Yeah. So jokes on them. I mean, defensively, you want to pick our team apart just so we don't whoop your ass again next year. I think they should have colluded. Together, they should have. <laughs> I know. No, I'm dead serious. Even like the NFC South or something. That's what I wanted on. I mean, I, you know, if you if you listen to the podcast back after the Super Bowl and everything, I, you know, I almost got teared up watching the All 22, and that's it's silly to say because I was watching 
what I felt like was the best team I've ever seen on film during the Super Bowl. And I don't think the rest of the league sees it. We are head and shoulders above everyone. I can't think of it. The Rams are the closest team I could say was, you know, they're in a position to maybe, maybe give us a tough time. That's it. That's it. There ain't nobody else. And the Rams, I'm not even worried about. Mm-mm. So, it, 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 to me, I feel like the, the rest of the team is sleep. The rest of the league is sleeping on us. You know, they're kind of hoping that Tom Brady's going to hit his old man age and not be able to perform well or whatever. Right, that it was an anomaly. Yeah, but That's no, we're, we're going to win it all again this year. <laughs> no, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. No about it. There's going to be a version two of your I told you so. Think there ain't? I'm starting it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Got to write it down so you don't have to go back looking for it. <laughs> but we, uh, you know, I talked about Jerry McCoy. You know, he was a very dynamic player. And, you know, a lot of fans like Daryl McCoy, and he talked about on Sirius Radio a while back, I think it was it was after the Super Bowl, I think it was about a month ago, he talked about he wouldn't mind coming back to Tampa Bay. Well, of course. No, negative. <laughs> no, stop it. That got all the media in a frenzy. I mean, there was all kinds of articles written, uh, all glowingly, of course, about, you know, how Daryl McCoy would add to the defense and, there was even this guy, um, was Rob Leeds from Pewter Plank. He wrote he wrote like five articles on this matter. Oh, and he I don't t- get it. Yeah, he said that uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay has a has a chance to right the situation that they screwed up so bad by what? getting rid of him. Yes. And <sighs> get the fuck out of here. You know that was one of the problems I had with Gerald McCoy is that he was a dynamic player. I mean, the guy was great in one aspect. You know, he was very good at getting off the line and beating his defender, uh, offensive lineman in that first second or two. But after that, chances were really good that Gerald McCoy was going to be five or ten yards away from the play every single down because the offensive lineman would just move him out of the way. And he was, he was very easy to move out of the way. So he was dynamic. He would make these great splash plays. But then throughout the course of the game, he made a lot of not really good plays, you know, where he was getting mm-hmm. basically manhead or moved around. Now, you look at Dominic Sue, he's he doesn't really make splash plays so much as it is he just anchors that damn line. You know, he, that's his space, you know, and, uh, you know, he's always in control. You know, you don't see Dominic Sue get pushed out of the way. You know, he's not getting – so, you know, it's great for TV and it's great for – fans to have these dynamic players but when you really think about it when it comes down to a team you want guys that are going to do their job you know like they said in new england all the time which apparently that's a tom brady thing <laughs> it wasn't a belichick thing what well i mean tom brady's doing his job belichick ain't yeah uh so you know it's it's boring tom brady's boring He's boring to watch. I always hated to watch Tom Brady because I was just like, eh, he's boring. You know, when he's fun is when he's mad. Yeah. You're like, oh, he's chewing somebody out. <laughs> I would not want to be on the other end of that. And it's like the Super Bowl. It was boring to most people. Most people stopped mm-hmm. watching. I mean, the, we were the last ones left well, the at the bar. the defense helped us out too. Yes. But it's kind of, defense is boring. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Defense is boring. I love defense. Defense is the reason why I love the Buccaneers, why I fell in love with the Buccaneers. But it's boring, you know, to your average player or your average fan. So, anyhow, 
that's my thought on all that mess. But uh, Gerald McCoy, he, he's not coming back. It was it was the first thing that Bruce Arians did when he became coach was to get rid of Gerald McCoy, and I think that was the reason why. You know, it was just like I want a more consistent uh, it, it, player, uh, leadership, all that good stuff. Uh, it won't stop Rick Stroud from being his water oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, Rick Stroud had an article on it too. Just mm-hmm. which is funny because you know Rick Stroud did the famous or the infamous Gerald McCoy is not going anywhere article mm-hmm. right a week before, before Gerald, he got cut. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he of course had a glowing expose on Gerald McCoy when all this information came out about Gerald McCoy saying he wouldn't mind coming back to the Buccaneers if they'd have him. But what I find strange about this is. You know, they, I can't ever remember them doing this about any other player. Mm-mm. I mean, look at Adam Humphreys. Adam Humphreys is out there. You know, Love he, Adam Humphreys. I right. would bring him back in a second. I have yet to hear a single reporter talk about the Buccaneers bringing Adam Humphreys back. Remember when Vincent Jackson retired and there was like no mention of it anywhere? No, Me and you were just like, what? Thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I remember when Chet Delfer, he went to Baltimore, won a Super Bowl there. They got rid of him. I didn't hear a single reporter talk about we should get Trump Dilfer back. Now, they like Gerald McCoy because he's a media guy. He gives mm-hmm. them complete access. He talks to them all the time. He's giving them inside information. So that's they're biased. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they want him back on the team so they can get that easy inside information. Yeah. Them. Definitely. All right. Let's talk about some current Buccaneers. You ready? Yes. Oh, uh, Giovanni Bernard. We never talked about this. Oh, that's no, right. No, we brought him in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's on a veteran minimum deal. It's a $1.075 million base salary and then $137,000 signing bonus. He only counts 987000 against the cap. Not bad. Not yeah. Bad. I, I liked him at Cincinnati. I thought he was a I, – I used to – I would always get him in fantasy football. Oh, yeah, you did. Know. Yeah, it was very strange. He was, he's just very consistent, you know, when he plays. So he is more of a pass-catching back, right? Get, it, that's funny. I just that's said what everybody that. said, He's consistent. Right? He's a consistent fantasy football producer, and that's what this team is all about, you know, consistency. That's funny. Um yeah, they say he's a good catch, uh, pass catcher. And, but we, that's, but yeah. that's kind of Leonard Fournette's thing too, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the role that he had last year. Mm-hmm. So we've got mm-hmm. Giovanni Bernard, Leonard Fournette, and Rodo. Mm-hmm. So we got a pretty stacked running back room. Yeah, and uh, we've still got, what's his face, the rookie last Keyshawn. year? Keyshawn. Keyshawn. Vaughn. Vaughn. Mm-hmm. I always want to say Johnson. Like that's not it. <laughs> um, so Giovanni was kind of a surprise. I I mean, I expected them to try to upgrade the running back room, but I thought it might be through the draft. Mm-hmm. And there's still nothing that says that they're not gonna do that. Right. I mean, not that we need anything. Yeah. I think their draft strategy this year is just best available. That's what Like said. Which I'm cool yeah. with too. I mean, we're yeah, we so don't have stacked everywhere. Where's the yeah. need? Like offensive line. You can never have enough offensive linemen. True. Let's just do, like, you know, Carolina last year did all defense. Let's just do all offensive line. Just pick up a bunch of beasts. Or special teams. Let's do special teams. Well, who is it? Uh, uh, oh, uh, Kansas City. Yeah, they're beefing up their offensive line. 
Oh, they needed to because they cut their two left tackles. They didn't have any money. Yeah. So they, they just got, they traded two left tackles. They're two tackles. Was it Orlando Brown? They traded with uh, the Ravens for. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. They've got, they, they're beefing up their offense. They shorted it up, huh? Just funny. They're going to help. Not yeah. against us. Well, not against a running quarterback. Like it's right. futile. Yeah. Why, why bother? Right. I mean, I get having someone average, or, but I mean, yeah, you're going to get these elite that. offensive linemen who, can give block up 40 a spot. fucking sacks like right, with James. Give up 40 sacks. Yeah. Right. I mean, what it, you know, can't so, do it. Speaking of the uh, football players loving the wrestling world, it seems like they're they're starting to migrate to the UFC too. There was a, a picture out. Yeah. Uh, uh, somebody had posted a picture that said Buccaneers quarterback Blaine Gabbard is in the building exclamation point. And he brought two teammates. How nice. And it was Blaine Gabbard. Mike Evans and Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> I just found it so funny how they were like, playing Gavin's in the house. Well, what they did, though, is they cropped that picture. They did not show the whole posse. And they the picture showed Blaine Gabbert, Mike Evans, and Tom Brady. But on the other side of Tom Brady was Alex. Uh, I want to say hey, Alex is trainer. Oh, which they do not like. His, I don't know. The media does not like this guy. Uh and I want to say another player. I want to say like Ryan Griffin was there too. So it was not just those three. There were more people there. Hmm. They cut him out though. I can't remember who else it was in the picture. Uh, Antonio Brown was also at that match. He was with Jake Paul. I think. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it was That's Jake weird. Paul. He was sitting with, yeah. He was all dressed to the nines, like he had a blazer. Uh, Antonio Brown like five gold chains. He was looking, looking spiffy. He put on his best. Uh, did you hear that Antonio Brown's lawsuit settled? Really? Yeah. So we wondered if that might be something that was delaying hmm. uh, the Bucks re-signing him. What is up with the Deshaun Watson stuff? <clears throat> it, it, I find it very strange that I don't, I don't even know what to think about all that stuff. Uh, you know, it's very, but it, it, are things shifting or something? Because it seems like previously, or maybe it's because he's a considered a superstar. It seems like previously, if you would have had that many women coming forward accusing you of something, that they would have just ejected you. I mean, they, you'd be cut from the team. <laughs> You know, it's like get that settled first, and then maybe some other team will pick you up. But well, I think the Texans are between a rock and a hard place. Like Deshaun wanted to be traded earlier in the season, and the team took a hard line where they were like, "No, like you're saying." He was like, he let it be known, I do not want to play for the Texans anymore. The uh, front office of the Texans were basically like, "Tough shit, you're under contract. We're not letting you go." Hmm. And then all this stuff came out, and it's like they're stuck with him. He has no trade value at this point. They're, they could get nothing for him. Nobody oh God, wants to touch that. Yeah. Uh, you but, know, and Deshaun kind of screwed himself. I mean, uh, thankful. I mean, lucky for him at this point that the Texans are still being very stubborn. I guess if they cut him, they'd probably, I don't know if they'd still owe him money or whatever, but. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. That whole thing is just very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it just seems like a money grab. 
by the ladies, mm. if I'm being honest. I don't know. But it, it does seem weird that it's like he did have so many massage therapists. You're like. <laughs> it's like 40 some yeah. female like, massage therapists have come forward, but 20 of them are like pro, you know, and 20 of them are like anti. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> you're like, you're not helping. Yeah, you case. brought it up. I didn't even think about it. He, <laughs> you're like, why would he need so many female right. massage therapists? I was like, oh, yeah. I don't even I know, know what he's accused. Like, yeah, right. No kidding. Uh, I I don't know. I don't even know what he's really accused of doing. When it being like, a dude with a high libido, apparently, <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a bad thing. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, but so you know, it just seems strange to me that you know, it seems like three years ago, if that would have happened, they would have just fired him immediately. Didn't it, wasn't that going on for a long time this, during the whole Me Too stuff? It was like, if you got accused, boom, you were gone. Yeah, you were gone. They you didn't know? care if you yeah. were. So I, I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing with him. I wouldn't be surprised if they eventually cut him, but I think that they've just kind of, the team has screwed themselves at this point. Hmm. They're kind of stuck with him. The, uh, were you going into another subject here or? I was going to say that we uh, picked up Vita Vea's fifth-year option. Oh, we did. So we have Fantastic. him through 2022. Nice. I know. Keep him forever. I know. I don't ever want him to leave. I know. It's so much fun to watch. Oh, I do have something else. Okay. We've had a slew, and you're, when I say this, you're going to laugh. We've had a slew of Bucks babies coming down the pipe. <laughs> This off season, <laughs> first of all, so what happens when you're stuck inside in a pandemic? Yeah, <laughs> Just I make so. babies. Yeah, uh, Devin White's horse had a baby. Dream, Dream had her baby. This was like more than almost a month ago. So I'm gonna start the birth announcements like that <laughs> with Dream. <laughs> uh, then Sue, two days after he agreed to. Uh, terms with the Bucks. He had his twins. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations. And then Shaq Barrett had his daughter. Was born on the 19th of April. And then Ryan Suckup had a son. So. Fantastic. It's a good time. It's a great timing. Like if you can time the birth yeah. during, a, <laughs> during yeah. the off season. It's great. Yes. So when would you have had to copulate in order to have in april uh hold on a second a baby in april uh probably june okay so before the season starts july there you go yeah guys do it before the season starts baby comes out after the season bam works august august i was thinking about right before the season starts (laughs) yeah yeah that's time to do it that's how you do it so now we know um okay so the nfl schedule will be coming out after the draft start doing the countdown yeah i know i know so uh that's how they did it last year too uh the nfl owners approved a new set of rules last wednesday i think it was yeah Uh, again i think they tinker too much uh, they would say they're going to expand the influence of replay officials amid ongoing demands from coaches for more oversight of game day officials. Well, so what they've done, you know, everybody wanted the sky judge. You know, mm-hmm. they wanted an official up in the box that basically Who is in charge overrules of everything. everything. Yes. They got that in New York now. Mm-hmm. They want one in the stadium in the box. 
in every game. Uh, that was poo-pooed. That's not going to happen. But what they're doing uh, is they're giving existing replay officials who sit in the press box mm-hmm. in each stadium uh, the authority to consult with referees on certain specific objective aspects of a play. Whereas before, uh, uh, you know, now if it's clear and obvious, the video evidence is presented, they can stop the game and say, hey, you know, we're going to, you know, we're to call the, the referees and be basically be a part of the referee thing. Whereas before it was the referees would go, hey, we need a booth review on this. You know, now the booth can go, hey, we're reviewing this. Let's get together. You know, so basically, hmm. they're like a head head <laughs> referee now. So, so who's going to be their boss? Like, uh, how well, do you go over? The replay officials are not going to be able to throw flags or reverse calls on their own. and They're still going to depend on the head referee. Uh, but they can call for review of a play themselves. Uh, and they can advise based on what they've seen on broadcast replays. So that's interesting. You know, because referees have never been able to look at the broadcast replays. Hmm. And so these, these booth guys can. Uh, it's it's going to cover completed intercepted passes, location of the ball relative to the boundary or inline, uh, whether a player is down by contact. Uh, previously, the replay officials had been limited to participating in plays that were under review. So, you know, basically when they were called in. Uh, and coaches will now not have to throw challenge flags to prompt this. Uh, some replay officials have been given referees informally for years. They've been doing this, but uh, now it's official. You know, they don't they don't they don't have to wait for a coach to throw a red flag. They don't have to wait for the head referee to call them in for you know, advice. They can step in now. My only concern with this is the interruption to the game and the flow of the game. Like yeah. I think as long as they're not doing excessively, it might be okay but it's like when you start nitpicking every little thing yeah, where it yeah. can become an issue yeah uh let me see they they changed some other rules there's the whole number rules has been changed which i think is totally retarded oh yeah and tom it's, brady was like pissed about this and somebody was like had tweeted and they were like oh well they do it in college all the time and i'm like yeah well tom brady hasn't been in college for 20 fucking years so <laughs> There's a reason that he's pissed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, defensive backs, and linebackers can all wear numbers in the single digits now. Uh, Leonard Fournette is very happy about this. I think yeah, he wants number seven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody's already done it, and I can't remember who it was. On our team? Nah, I don't think it was on mm. our team. Uh, based on pre-existing NFL rules, players who want to change their numbers this season will have to buy out the inventory of the NFL's manufacturing partners which that's going to be quite expensive. Oh, interesting. So if they already have all the jerseys that are printed in their old number, they got to buy all those? they got to buy them all. Yep. yep, yep, I hope that they do. Do they actually get the jerseys, though, <laughs> themselves? Or do the manufacturers <laughs> what, keep what them? Would they, they probably wouldn't want the jerseys. Why not? You could just hand them out to anybody. That's yeah, what I would do. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but this only them. applies for this year. If they say this year that they want to change their number for next year, that doesn't apply. Mm. So that's just for this year. So, you know, all the the jersey printing companies can kind of catch up with what's going on. Uh, The NFL Rule Committee has approved a one-year experiment in an attempt to make it easier to recover onside kicks. Here we go. We're messing with onside kicks again. Stop it. Uh, All special teams, like the kickoffs and the – 
onside kicks. They keep messing with this stuff. Like, yeah. leave, leave it alone. They, leave special teams alone. It they, sucks they, since you've changed it. Mm-hmm. Stop they, it. They've really gotten silly with just tweaking all these rules. Now, what they're doing is they're saying that the, the, the team receiving the ball can only have nine players within 25 yards of the ball. Uh, last season, uh, I think they were able to have 10. So it was like just a kicker. There's <laughs> something. It's just, uh, I don't know. But but last year there was only three out of 67 onside kick attempts were recovered by the kicker. Wasn't that Atlanta? Kicking team. Yeah. All of them. In that like, one game, right? <laughs> they had two, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Let me see. A table to rule that would have expanded the area where players are prohibited from blocking below the waist. Uh, there's They've eliminated overtime in preseason. Are we even going to have a preseason? Yeah. Probably not. If it's uh, up to the players, no. Uh, now They've changed a rule that will now force a loss of down if two passes are completed behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. That's that's an arbitrary and obscure. Yeah, that's yeah. really stupid. Yes. They've approved a rule change that ensures the enforcement of all accepted penalties during successive try attempts defined as an opportunity for a team to score one or two additional points during one scrimmage down. This is due to uh, uh when they when they were they, they were doing these these crazy downs trying to run out the clock and stuff. So in calling the Penalties, making penalties and not accepting it, all that good stuff. Okay, wait a minute. Can we go back to the rule before this one? Yes. All right. Where did two begin? Uh, Change the rule that will now force a loss of down if two passes are completed behind the line of scrimmage. Okay. So, like, two successive downs? No. In the like same play. Like they're the same play, yeah. If you throw a So, like, are flea pass. flickers out? Does know. that kill the flea flicker? I don't know. Don't know? Or the end around? What or the what? fuck are you <laughs> doing, Jeff Fisher? Is he still heading the rules committee? Because he's like, dumb. I don't think so. <sighs> I think you probably have to be involved in the NFL to be on the rules no, committee. No, he was on the rules committee. Was he? Last yes, year? after he... Uh, when I, who was he with last? The Rams? No, he wasn't with anybody. Oh, it was. Uh, who who was the last team that he coached mm, for? I think the Rams. Was it the Rams? Yeah. That was like, yeah, yeah was and after ago. I know he after yes he was on the rules committee after that. Hmm. Okay, moving on. It, they did not act on a spot or choose proposal from the Ravens for the winner of the overtime coin toss. In that scenario, the team would have the option to choose either which team will have the first possession of overtime or the ball would be spotted. Uh, oh, there's a, a taunting among its points of emphasis for 2021. Thank. Uh, Don't be mean Carlton. to people. Thanks, Carlton Davis. Stop for being that one. so mean, guys. <laughs> we want to make sure we keep everybody's self esteem at a Base level. <laughs> Everybody gets a Super Bowl trophy. Uh, uh, wh- what are they doing with the taunting? I heard everyone kind of pissed off about it. Is this because of Antoine yeah. Winfield Jr.? Oh, was that who did it? I thought it was Carlton Davis. No. You sure? 
are you even a fan of this team? I was Winfield? Okay. Uh, okay. That did the peace sign? Yeah, yeah, it was because of that. Yeah. <sighs> he's in the league one year and he's getting rules written rules. for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see. Yeah, so, so they're just going to emphasize throwing flags more. It's just interesting that Tyreek Hill, they didn't make a big deal about him doing that in week 12, being a dick. Yeah. But yeah. Antoine does it in the Super Bowl, and it's right. we're clutching pearls over here. Yeah. Uh, let me see. They, they completed a study of the sharp drop in offensive line holding calls during last year. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, after week one, I was like, what is going on? They, yeah. The, the Saints just held the whole game. Yeah. And they weren't called. And sure enough, all season long, it was an issue. The, the refs just weren't calling holding. They called it. Their their thing was, if it was blatant, if you bl- could blatantly see it, then they would call it. Most are pretty blatant. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah. They even missed those. But yeah. they just didn't want to call holding last year. Yeah. So uh, McKay said that Walt Anderson, the NFL senior vice president of training and development, would clarify the standard and put together a video for teams to consume before the 2021 season, which is what they did last year. And they said last year their conclusion was we're just not going to call holding unless it's extremely blatant. Well, fuck it. Let's just hold every play then. I know. See what they call. Yeah. Do it. I'm fine with it. If you're going to cheat, I'm going to cheat better. I know. I mean... (laughs) Uh, we did sign resign Ryan Griffin. Oh yeah, I saw that. Okay, I have that in my notes. He'll be the first quarterback if he makes the roster. He'll be the first quarterback in Tampa Bay history to do so for seven straight seasons. That's funny. So Testa Verde and Dilfer, we're we're here for six. Oh, that's, that's Greg Allman. And, and he's got a handful of passes. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, but he's like the best wingman on the team for yeah. Tom Brady. Hey, man, right now, I don't know what the magic sauce is, but don't add any more ingredients and don't take anything away. It's, it's avocado tequila. <laughs> the TB12 method. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Gruden, you know, his career as a head coach with the Buccaneers, he was in he, for seven seasons. His record was fifty-seven and fifty-five. Right. Right now, he's been with the Raiders seven seasons, and his record is fifty-seven fifty-five. That's he, insane. That is insane. You know the part about that that blew my mind was that he's been with the Raiders for seven years. Now that does include the two stints. Yes, because right. I was really confused about that. I was like, he hadn't back, like, been back in the league. For, I know. God, time <laughs> flies. Uh, no, that's for the two stints with the Raiders. But So, I mean, he's perfectly average over 14 years in the as a head coach. Yes. Yep. So, there yep. we go. There you go. Uh, let me see. The... Carolina Panthers has have signed quarterback. What's his name? Oh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Now, uh, this this happened a while back, and I sat down and watched a bunch of Sam Darnold Jets games because oh, I want to see okay. how you know how this guy's plays. I watched you know the coaches' film, and. It, it it basically proves my, it it coincides with what I was saying earlier about you know it seems like teams just want these dynamic players because that's what he is. Uh, 
see, I watched a, a game where he played at the Rams because, you know, that was a, a good tell because I'm, I'm kind of familiar with the Rams. You know, we, we've played them enough and, you know, I've watched enough of their all 22. And they've been like, pretty consistent. Yeah, they've been over the last years. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the guy doesn't keep good form. You know, he just throws from crazy footing and, you know, bad shoulder placement and you know, just. Mm-hmm. So he's Cam Newton light. That's what you're saying. Basically, yeah. He throws these short passes. You know, he's not a big, strong arm guy. Can't throw it down the field, kind of like Cam Newton. Uh, he's not good at play action fakes. He doesn't sell. Doesn't even try to sell. Uh they had a lot of them called with the Jets, and every game I watched, it just you know he just seems like he never really put a lot of effort into him. And I see that a lot with quarterbacks. There's only been a, few, a handful of quarterbacks I could say that really are good at selling a play action fake. Uh, RG three was probably the best I've ever seen at him, and that guy was just amazing at it. Uh, Cam Newton was actually pretty good about it too. Uh, but you know, it just looked like he was going through the motions when it comes to play action fakes. Uh, he's got a huge tell when he's in shotgun. Uh, his his right foot slightly readjusts every single time. <laughs> it, I mean, every single it was like clockwork. It, you know, I'd see his foot adjust, knew the ball was getting ready to snap, and uh, it was it was like directly before the snap. It's like adjust, snap, adjust, snap. So our guys are gonna pick up on that and just eat him alive. Oh, hey, remember when they got Matt Rule two years or a year ago and we said in the draft, oh, we got to look and see if he ends up drafting Baylor's quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that'll be something to look at. Mm-hmm. I don't even know don't this kid if he's still there, if <laughs> he's even that. draft material. We need we'll to write see. that down. Uh, okay, listen, we have about 20 minutes till we got to go can, to can the bus I, stop. Can I whip through this real quick yes, with sir. Sam Darnold? And then, yeah, we'll touch on the draft just briefly. Okay. I have a, a quick, quick summary we'll of the division. We'll save the rest division. of our notes for uh, other other podcasts. In a um, month. Let's see. Another tell is when he's under center, he wipes his uh, left hand on his thigh. He doesn't do this always, oh though. Right, but he does, he wipes it, puts his hand under center, snaps him off. Huh. Uh, but he is fast and energetic. He's very dynamic. You know, just like Cam Newton and all these guys that, you know, you think, oh, you know, they're they're awesome. But Patrick Mahomes, you know, they got, just got all this energy and they're very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darnold's bigger than Mahomes, though. So, Well, Mahomes is a Mahomes. tiny little guy. He's a little, little guy. Uh, let me see. Uh, I had a couple notes here in the Rams game. Let's see. Uh, the, the third quarter, 14-24, he scrambled a bootleg to the left, had a receiver wide open downfield that he did not see. Uh, you know, he's got that mindset of where he that wants to make first, the play. Yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, he ended up getting sacked and fumbled the ball out of bounds. That was a very awkward change of direction attempt that he made. It looked kind of very clumsy. Uh, so he doesn't change direction very well. Uh, also in the same game, third quarter on first and 10, his first somewhat deep pass, the receiver was wide open and he had to twist around to catch it. The guy's not an accurate thrower. Uh, there was no pressure on him during the throw. Uh, and then later on, he had another deep pass that wasn't very accurate. Uh, the guy does not hesitate to scramble if he feels any pressure, whether it be phantom pressure or real, he's going to scramble. Uh, third and six uh, with 2.17 left in the fourth quarter. They were up by three. Darnold missed seeing a completely uncovered and wide open tight end for what would have definitely been a touchdown. Uh, he ended up getting a check down pass to his running back for six yards under pressure, but in the, he never even looked over at the tight end. Nobody covered the tight end. Tight end was wide open on the other side of the field. Would have been a touchdown. 
Uh, yeah, he's just your typical quarterback. You're, you're nowadays quarterback. He's dynamic. He's fun to watch, but he's inaccurate, doesn't have the fundamentals down, and it just seems like it just doesn't matter anymore. It's really just about, you know, if you can scramble good, if you can you know, make crazy throws, you know, that's what matters. So we're, we're not going to have a problem with this Sam Darnold guy at all. Okay. Yep. All right. So no threats at no, quarterback no in the NFC South. The uh, Carolina Panthers are not going to be an issue for us this year. I would argue the entire NFC South will not be an issue. I would argue the entire NFL is not going to be an issue <laughs> for us this year. I would argue that the entire universe is not going to be an issue for us. You want upper? <laughs> I can't, can't beat that, can you Infinity cannot. plus one. <laughs> Well, the Titans hired ex-Eagles defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz. Oh, as, your boy. A senior defensive assistant. Ralph He just keeps stepping Jim down Schwartz. every time. Eh. He's, He's probably sick of the nonsense. All right. Let's touch briefly on the draft and then wrap this baby up. Yeah. Okay. Bucks draft. Number 32. Mm-hmm. Everyone start drinking your coffee at about 4 o'clock on Thursday. So you can yeah, we're stay not going to pick until 11, or midnight. Take, yeah. Or take uh. a little nap through the rest of it. Um, but, you know, this is this is the price we pay for being so awesome. I, I am very happy to not be picking early in the draft. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. Yeah. And uh, it's nice to not be concerned with you know, making sure we get a safety or a defensive yeah. lineman or whatever. Uh, to be fair, I don't really care about the draft in the other year, but I really don't care about it this year because we have little need. Yeah. Very little. Very little. Like, like no. special teams, maybe. Yeah, but I think that's special. more of a matter of coaching than mm-hmm. it is anything else. And you definitely do not want to draft for special teams. That's ridiculous. Yes. Didn't we lose Ryan Smith? Yeah. yeah he shit. went to... Oh God! Where did he go? I want to say like, like the or Lions or the Tennessee something. Hmm. Might have been. Back I check. can't remember. Yeah. Um. So. I what do what do you think we dropped? I think you know best available, but in your best case scenario, where would you like to focus? I really I don't care. Don't care. There's. You know, we're, we're stacked everywhere. We've got good backups everywhere. We're, you know, there's nowhere I where I can. And, you know, I, do, I think this year in the draft is going to be very strange and very hard for both fans and coaches because, you know, football was messed up last year in both the collegiate and the NFL level. But mm-hmm. especially the collegiate level, a lot yeah. of teams didn't play a lot. A lot of players didn't mm-hmm. play. So you don't have that film. You don't know if these guys are in shape. We don't just, have the combine. Yeah. So – you know, it's really going to be a crapshoot this year more than it has ever been. We, we picked the perfect time to draft a low. I personally, personally, we're set for next year. You know, mm-hmm. we don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe even two years. Next two years we might be set. Mm-hmm. I would be totally fine with trading down and just gathering as many draft picks as we can for the future drafts. Oh, the, interesting. This year is just, mm-hmm. I think, is going to be a waste for the draft. I don't. I think that a lot of teams are going to be shooting in the dark because, you know, just the players didn't play that much last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't have the film. You don't have the, you know, the the current. I mean, you can't meet with these guys. So, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know if they're in, you know, mental shape for the stuff or mm-hmm. a physical shape. All good. It's, it's just, I don't know. 
I like that strategy, actually. I, I, I think just it would trade be the everything thing to do. away. Yeah, just trade. Them. Just trade Stack as much as we up. can. Yeah, yeah. For next year, man. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, if we're drafting at 32, I am taking best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, best player available, man. All yes. But and, and Jason Light said that. He said that's what they're doing. Okay, but that's not what I was going to say. Okay. What I was going to say is uh, a lineman. Either side. Offensive line, defensive line. That's my top want. It's a wish list. Oh, yeah, you can't ever go wrong with drafting no. those guys. No. There, there is an offensive lineman I was watching some game film of a uh, college game film, and I can't remember who he was or who he played with. I'd have to look completely it up Completely useless information. Yeah. This is completely useless <laughs> information here, but that guy was – I was like, oh, I'd love to get him. He was just a beast. He was the guy – you know, he was just uh, – he played through the whistle. You know, and he was pancaking guys left and right and just, you know, that's the kind of stuff I like with offensive line. He's tough. He was, he was just mean. Starting any fights. Just, Imagine what Ryan Jensen could do with him. I know, right? Mm-hmm. So much potential there. All right, since we don't give a crap about what's happening with the Bucks draft. Oh, can't but, say we don't give a I mean, crap, yeah. I mean, yes, you're we're right. Just, we're okay. just not, that's just not our, not our wheelhouse. Our well, forte. We're not even concerned about it either because we're so set. doesn't even matter. Okay, for Carolina, Atlanta, and the Saints, it does matter. Very much. Okay, I'm going to briefly, briefly, because I spent about 10 minutes on this, and that was it. So I'm not an expert. This is just what the Google search results told me. <laughs> okay, Atlanta is picking Still up. Still use Google? God, that's so 2000. <laughs> Duck, duck, go, but like I just use it as a verb. Uh, Atlanta has the number four pick. They have nine total picks. They get two compensatory picks in the fifth round and then another one in the sixth round. So they have nine picks. Who? Court. Atlanta? Yeah. Did you see how teams are trying to get, they're, 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 they're looking at shopping Julio Jones? I did see that. Bye bye. Although, and you know, you disagreed with me on this. We're going to have to fact check this. Uh, Julio has been hurt for like three years. Mm. Yeah, I don't you remember him being no, hurt don't. that much. But. Yeah, but in the last few years, he has definitely for sure. I will even do this fact check for myself. I'm going <laughs> to do it right now while you're over there <laughs> gabbing. <laughs> but of course, and were they shopping the fourth pick too? Or was mm. that San Francisco? I think has the third. I can't remember. Anyway, hmm. uh, Atlanta has a new head coach and GM. So, uh, and they have little cap space for free agency. So the draft might be the way that they build their team. Uh, in a lot of the mock drafts, they're getting tight end Kyle Pitts, which I don't know anything about Kyle. I'm sure he's a great tight end. Who? Us? No, Atlanta. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I've got the stats up on Julio Jones. So. Oh, okay. Uh, and so most mock drafts have them picking a tight end. And I'm sure that he's great. I, I mean, I'm sure he's a good player. I, uh, but at number four, do you take a tight end at number four? It just mm. seems high to me. Yeah, unless he's <laughs> super good. I know. I know. Yeah. Especially when you're stacked at receiver like they are. Like, do you really need a 
Yeah, well, you know, they got the new coaches and stuff, so maybe, you know, they're tight end coaches. Who knows? Yeah. Well, no, he was the offensive coordinator at the Titans. So his thing was Derrick Henry, that big bruising back. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Do they take a quarterback with Matt Ryan? That remains to be seen. They got to pay Matt Ryan a boatload. Next season, $43 million, I think they're up to. They also need offensive line and defense. So They need everything. They need everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina is the same way. They got the number eight pick. They could possibly, this is from the draft people, target a quarterback, even though they traded for Sam Darnold. Hmm. And they still have Teddy Bridgewater. But they also need offensive line, linebacker, cornerback, and wide receiver. And defensive line, too. Probably defensive yeah. line. But they spent all seven of their draft picks last year on their defense. Hmm. So, I don't know. And then Saints, they pick number 28. So, right before us, they are in desperate need of a cornerback and wide receiver. Uh, Sean Payton has said he doesn't see them drafting a quarterback. Hmm. Yeah, they've got three. No, two. Huh? Forgot well, yeah. Drew Brees ain't there no more. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Jameis or Taysom Hill. It's going to be a quarterback competition. You know, so much. It's so funny because they're just like with the Patriots. There are a huge part of the Saints fan base that has never known the Saints without Drew Brees as quarterback. They getting ready to get an eye opener. Woo, doggy. That's fun. Just like all the Patriots fans. You know, they're all just like, ah, oh, what's going on? We got hoodwinked. Is this what <laughs> real football fans have to go through <laughs> this mess? This losing? Right. There are adult Patriot fans mm-hmm. who have never known Tom Brady 20, not being there. 20, 20 years. years That's is a an long adult. Time. It is. Yeah. Yeah, good Lord. I, I couldn't even imagine. They're going to, they're going to go through some trauma. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a long, long decade for them. Especially if they start Jameis. <laughs> or you mean Cam? Oh, no. Oh, I was talking, talking about the Saints. Saints. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If they start Jameis. Oh. <laughs> but I don't know that Taysom Hill is much better. Jameis is certainly yeah. more entertaining. I don't know. That Taysom Hill's pretty entertaining. But Jameis, yeah, Jameis will chunk it down the field. Put some Benny Hill music on in the background. (laughs) It's fun. You're so cruel. Julio Jones missed uh, seven games last year. Mm -hmm. What about the year before? One. Okay. The year before that, zero. That counts. That counts one game? Yes, absolutely. So he, let me see, he's missed. One, two, no, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games in mm-hmm. seven years. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Injury-prone. He, he last few years. Missed seven games last year? Come no, on, man. No, no. Yeah, Come he missed on, seven man. games last year, but then one game the year before that, no games the year before that, no games the year before that, two games in 2016. So come on. Okay. Yeah, he's not injury-prone. As of late, he is. Last year, he was, apparently. Yeah. Just saying, and he's old now. So, what is he, like 34? That's like ancient football years. It is. Mm-hmm. Let me see. He's he's 32. Okay. Close enough. He's your age. <laughs> 32 in 78 days, actually. Mm. 
That is old in football years. Put them out of pasture. Yep. Time to put them down. The, bu- the bucks might do it. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap this up. We are. God, there's so much stuff I wanted to talk about, but yeah, we don't want to. Maybe we'll get one it. out next week after the draft. Yeah, maybe we'll do one Friday. Something. We'll figure it out. We're not on a schedule yet, so. Mm-mm. We're still catching up on all the things we ignored in the off season. Yep. So. All right, guys. Uh, keep your head up. St- st- keep keep wearing your gear, man. I, I see a lot of Buccaneer yeah. fans out wearing their gear still. I love it. Ralph does. That's all he owns. That's all, all I own. jackets so. back there. Those are all Buccaneers. There's a hat. So I've, I get a lot of. Uh, I'll be, I'll be walking somewhere and I'll just hear out of some <laughs> corner of my hearing, go box. Fuck it in. Yeah. I'm just turning around going, yeah, trying to figure out who it was that said it. Uh, yeah. So, you know, be proud, be happy. And we're going to do it again this year. So that's going to be three Super Bowls we're going to have. Look, I'm definitely counting my chickens before the hatch. I know. Three Super sure Bowls are. and three attempts. And you know, the best part about all this is being able to brag to our division rivals all the time. No matter what we do from here on out, no matter what we do, we have more Super Bowls than all of them combined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I know. New Orleans hasn't won a Super Bowl since like 2010. Yeah. 11 yeah, years. Warm. Like, get out of here. Enjoy your division titles. Yeah, right. I hope they keep you warm at night. Yeah, they, they have actually lost. Our division has lost more Super Bowls than we've won. Combined. Yeah. Than all of us. We're the only ones that have a positive record in the Super Bowl, I think. Undefeated, uh, baby. Yeah, no shit. So, anyhow. Yep, there we go. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up. Till next time. Go Bucks. See if I can remember how to turn this thing off. <laughs> when we started this today, I was like, man, I forgot how to operate all this mess. All right, you said go Bucks, right? I did. Okay, go Bucks. <laughs>